This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Let's give it up for Savannah. That's amazing. God's heart, right, for family and for kids that need to be brought into an environment to experience what family looks like. It's, it's powerful. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you today. Those that are joining us online, welcome. My name is Darren Davis, senior leader here at the Harbor, and I'm just honored to be able to share for a few minutes this morning from the Word of the Lord. But before I do... Um, We had a really powerful night last night as a spiritual family. We took some time, uh, some of us that are even in this room today, to go over and pray for a friend, uh, Alan Walker, who is here today. And uh, we just love you, Alan. And I was so moved by so many things as we prayed for our friend who has been struggling with ALS. Now, I know that sounds intense when we mention a disease like that, a disease that, like so many others, uh, mental diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and these kinds of things that in in the eyes of, of medicine as it currently stands are incurable, we believe that God can do the unexpected, the impossible. And we actually had a friend that they met online through uh, a, a YouTube that they watched testimony of a younger man from California that actually came out all the way to be with the walkers is actually here today, Kevin, and he was healed of ALS himself. Come on, you can do better than that. It's amazing. Verified miracle healing of ALS, literally on the verge of, of you know, you know, passing away, was going to move in with his in-laws. Long story, you just have to check it out on YouTube. He was healed, so he came out. And I was so inspired last night, just the faith of harbor people, the hope that was in our hearts, and the love that was just being poured out. And people stayed there till 1 o'clock last night. We're here today, and we are believing God for him to do incredible, incredible things in our midst as a family. So everybody say Family. So what it's about. And so we are going to have, actually, this is just segue in here before I, I talk for a few minutes. We're going to have a really important family meeting coming up on the end of the month, the 30th, right here, fifth Sunday. So first and third Sundays, we're here gathering. Second and third, we're, or, sorry, second and fourth, we're in our Harbor at Home groups. And we're going to be sharing a lot more about that on this family meeting. But it's a fifth Sunday. So we decided, hey, let's take time here to gather in person, so if you call Harbor Home, if you're, if you're like, hey, this is the place I want to partner with the kingdom of God, be here on the 30th. We're going to have a f- partners only connect uh, for a little bit on that Sunday. It's going to be amazing, all right? So Holy Spirit, just come and open up the word to us today. We have been in a, a series where we're looking at what it means to, to know God, and then out of knowing God, being able to have the capacity to actually love people. So the gospel's super simple. It's, it's, it's a gospel that's built around three things. It's built around knowing him. And then out of knowing him and receiving that love for ourselves and being rooted in that identity out of intimacy, 
we are propelled out. We can't help but love on other people. And when we're loving on people, when we're just representing, when we're showing up, how many of you know we begin to impact our world? We begin to change the environment around us. We begin to change the cities and the neighborhoods and the workplaces that we live in. This is what God does in our midst. And so I want to just talk for a few minutes about connection today. Human connection. Connections between one person to another person. Maybe they're just like you. Maybe they're completely different. Wendy and I actually went yesterday and celebrated with the, the Choo Choo family. Wilson getting his doctorate degree. Wilson heads up our pastoral care ministry. And he is, come on, give it a hand for him today. It was amazing. And if you don't know him, he's from Kenya. And so he had all of his Kenyan friends at this cookout. And it was awesome. And one of the things that I was dialoguing with about one of his friends was, wow, what was it like for you moving from Kenya to South Florida? And she went on to describe, she said, well, it was very isolating because I came from one human experience into another and all that I knew culturally as it related to human connection was completely different. And so for years, I I felt completely alone in South Florida. How many of you know that that's probably not just the case for her, but I think it's, it's been something that's been over a region that God wants to fix. It's something over a region that God wants to fix, all right? And it flows out of us knowing God. It flows out, out of us having an encounter with God. And as we have, had, have an encounter with God, we can't help but say, man, we got to get people connected. The kingdom of God is super simple, all right? You can understand it theologically, and we're trying to teach you and equip you in those things. But let me give you a little uh, insight into something, at least for right now. It's going to change as we, we see the move of God happen in, in our nation. But right now, if you want to know what the kingdom of God is like, take a look at the world and what's happening in our culture and just do the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. God doesn't cancel other people. God doesn't elevate, you know, in, 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 in pride when we feel like we're woke, okay? It, the, the kingdom of God is completely opposite than everything we see. God does not, is not about tribalism. He's not about polarization. He's not about any of those things. He's about unification by the grace of God. Now, the thing is... That in, in, the, in the business of business, okay, because how many of you know the church is not a business? It's an organic entity. But in the business of business, it's all about relationships. People network, they, 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 you know, they, they, they facilitate relationally with one another to, 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 to move things forward. But let me say this, the business of the kingdom is, is human connection. Relationships can be surface level, but human connection runs deep. It goes deep down into the heart. And, and this is some of the things we want to talk about in our family meeting. You know, we believe that if, if this is going to be a high value for us, we need to prioritize that value. I love gatherings, but human connection primarily happens in smaller groups. It happens when we do life on life. Now, I want to show you something out of John chapter 15. We're going to look at this for just a few minutes, and then I'm going to kind of bring this into, I believe, the story of the moment that God wants to unleash upon our region, unleash upon our nation, and it's this whole thing about connection unto transformation. 
So Jesus is speaking in John chapter 15, verse 1. And he says this. He says, I am a true sprouting vine. And the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He's talking about connection, the vine, the branches. I am connected to the father, okay? Now, if you just look at the word father in, in even the dictionary, it's, it's talking about origin, okay? Obviously, there's, there's, there's God the father, but, but he represents a source of origin where everything that ever existed will exist came from him. Now, that's a, that's a difficult concept to understand, but if we're talking about life, flowing through our being that begins to change the world around us, we have to understand that the source of this reality comes from the Father. He is the origin of all life. I'm not leaving here until I get like a thousand amens. I'm serious. This is for real stuff. Like I want to connect my heart to the source of life. And so when we start telling the world about this father, there's a greater reasoning for us doing that because we want to have them connected to life that they can only receive from him. But that vine that, that, that bridges the gap, who is Jesus, is the one that makes it possible. And that's why Paul said, listen, in him, in the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, we live, we move, and we have our very being. And by the way, he was telling that to Greek philosophers on Mars Hill, people that had no concept of the gospel, but they had concepts embedded in their DNA that they were meant to, to, to exude life. That they, that's why they studied the deeper truths and, and, and pursued these type of things, because they were longing for life. And Paul tells them, in him, in Christ... We live and we move and we have our very being. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So look what Jesus says about the nature of the Father in verse 2. It's powerful. It says that he cares for the branches connected to me. Now look at the twofold thing here. By lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and by pruning every branch to yield a greater harvest. Now this is powerful. Because you see here the nature of the Father, he does two things. He supports our weakness with his strength. And he prunes the yield of our fruitfulness so that the more can come forth. So he props up our strength and he prunes the yield of our fruitfulness for the more to come forth. That is so beautiful for me. And both of these actions by the Father reflect the reality of our inclusion into what the Son of God accomplished on the cross through our faith connected to him. This is so incredible where Jesus said, it is finished. So in your weakness, my power is made perfect. If you're feeling weak, listen, if there's sickness in the room, we're praying for a friend that needs a breakthrough. God's power is perfected in that place of weakness. He props up that branch. What about when we're thriving and we have no issues or so we think, right? He prunes those branches to bring forth more of himself in the midst of our yield by the grace of God. And this is why 
It's the work that he has done that we're included in. And that's why the next verse, in verse 3, he says, These words that I've spoken over you have already cleansed you. You coming to a place of weakness is not what, what has brought you into this thing called the gospel. Or you now yielding fruit is not like, okay, wow, look at all the great things I've done has, has bought you favor with me. I finished this when I hung upon that cross, gave up my spirit, and then ultimately was, was buried and then resurrected and ascended to the high, highest place next to the Father. You're included in that positioning. A lot of times we think, oh man, in, in my troubles or in my strength, wow, now I have really something to say about God, you know, my, my relationship with God. No, 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 it's, it's in those things we cast our crowns at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, if it wasn't for you, I couldn't be propped up in this moment. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be able to be doing what I'm doing. Come on, everybody, listen. The strength and the fruitfulness of our life, it's because of Christ in the moments of weakness that we survive and go on to the next moment because of faith and hope is because he comes and visits us. And he comes and inspires us with this life-giving nature called the resurrection of Jesus. So he tells us, he says in verse 4, you must remain in life union with me. Now we, we got we to gotta kind of catch this. He's not putting the emphasis actually on us in the beginning. He says, because I remain in life giving union to you. Just respond to what I've already done. We think, oh gosh, i got to keep in life giving union with Jesus. No, no, no. He's kept in life. It starts with him. He's the originator, not us. Jesus is the originator, not us. So just respond to what he's already initiating. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live intimately joined to me. What, is it, what does it mean to abide? It means to be present. Last night, I loved the focus. It was like, hey, don't get distracted by this. Put your phones down. Don't be racing off with your different thoughts. Just be present and focused on Jesus. That's what it means to abide, to be present in intimacy with him. Into me, you see, where you can sit there with the Lord and he peers into your being. And you feel absolutely no shame or no condemnation, even if he reveals something to you that's hindering love at the moment. The woman at the well ran and told everybody all the things that Jesus already knew about him, her, not because she was shamed and condemned, because she was excited that God knew me and still loved me. You guys need to experience this son of God. Last couple of verses. Jesus says in verse 5, I am the sprouting vine, you're the branches, and as you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream forth from you. Talk about loving others, all right? But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. Verse 7. I'm going to move to that. Verse 7. But if you live in life, giving union with me, and my words live powerfully in you, then you can, this is so amazing. Sit with this for just a minute. Then you can ask whatever you want 
and it will be done. Do we believe that? Do we really? Do we? I just think there's such a point of connection that God's going to bring to his bride in this moment that we're going to start asking for crazy things out of that union and it's going to start to happen. Give us a city. Give us a region. Give us a nation. Give us nations of the earth. Give us the marketplace. Give us, just start, start dreaming with God. Start dreaming with God because this is where it's going to go. Now, I just want to give you four things before we leave that I believe God is is bringing connection to, all right? This human connection, practical things, because we wanna, we wanna move into what's very practical. And, and how I see these things revealed is really the story of Jesus as he, he takes 30 years. We gotta understand this, it's amazing. If the Son of God did this, how much more should we be focused? He took 30 years to be connected to the Father. He really wasn't about ministry or or all the needs around him. At that time in his life, he was like, God, I need to be connected to you. And then after 30 years, he gets led into the wilderness to be tested by his adversary, right? And then he comes out of the wilderness. He's baptized as my beloved son in whom well pleased. Then he shows up in a synagogue and they open up a scroll to Isaiah chapter 61. So out of all that, I just want to give you four quick things as we close, all right? Number one, for 30 years, he was connected to the Father's ways. Connected to the Father's ways. Like, this is, this is the connection that God is wanting to bring, to connect us to his ways, to connect us to his heart. And Jesus spent 30 years of emphasis on this. But number two, he was connected to the Father's word. If he's the life-giving source, which he is, and he spoke out of his mouth the word of God that was actually manifest literally in the son of God himself so the son of God demonstrated the word the son of God reflected the word which was a nature and character of the father but it was the source of life it was the source of power how many of you know we need to get connected to his word I don't know about you, but I just want to invite you into this. Start cracking open your Bible in the morning. And I'm not saying that from any weird legalistic space. We've done that for 100 years in the church. What I'm saying is, is that, man, there's a connection moment right now that God wants you to understand the Father's heart, and then he wants you to get acquainted to his word. And as you start to open that thing, it's going to start to just come alive off the page. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know if I've ever experienced like, like I am right now. It's amazing. And think about this, Jesus was so connected to his word when he was tempted in the wilderness, and really the, the word tempted means meant to be proven. It wasn't a pass or fail test, it was actually what Jesus carried on the inside was going to come forth for him to be able to see. Oh, guys, listen, what you have on the inside when you go through moments... It's not for you to come to some failure point. It's for God to show you what you actually carry on the inside of you, which was Jesus. So he had the word. Think of the weakness here. Think of the branch needing to be propped up. 40 days, no water, no food. My camera people are going to hate me for this. I'm, I'm coming off the stage. I'm coming down. They tell me, don't ever come off the stage. I'm off the stage. Because I got to, like, listen, I hate this gap. I want everybody up on this place. 
Because here's the deal. Listen. He's in that place of total weakness. Complete and total weakness. And then the enemy says, doesn't the father say that if you speak to this stone, it will turn into a loaf of bread? And then he's like, because it's so tricky, right? It's so tricky. It's like the things that, that, are, that are theology that, that you could mistake as truth that are actually a complete and total lie. That's why we were, when we were praying in the back, we were talking about, Father, we need to see you. But not only see you, we need to see you rightly. We could be like, yeah, no. He, he said I, I, could, I, could, I could, he's going to feed me bread. But then he says, he's like, no, man shall not live live off of bread alone, but off of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, your voice is not going to get me to respond to your bidding because I'm not here to worship you. I'm here to worship the Father. And he continues. He's like, he's not, he's not leaving it alone. He's like, listen, didn't the, if you, if you were to dive off of the top of this big, huge chapel, doesn't it say that he's going to uphold you and not allow your foot to be dashed against a stone? Of course. But Jesus is like, I'm not going to test the Father. I don't need to test his love for me. I'm already secure in it. If you bow to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Ooh, that's a tricky one because he had destiny to have all the kingdoms of the world, but it wasn't going to come through him bowing to, to Satan because the Lord had already given him those things. It just wasn't his timing yet. Are we going to sell out our timing to worship something else? Are we going to be in the process to know the Father and have the essence of the Father in us and know his word? connection to the father's family out of the wilderness and where does he plant himself right into the midst of a synagogue well I thought God was moving on from the synagogues he was but not without those people well let's deconstruct the church as we know it Uh, it doesn't work that way God loves the people in the church even if he wants to bring change to it so he's going to put Voices in the midst of the redeemed, even if they don't understand the ways of where God's taking things. And he's and they're gonna love them to a place where he pulls them, and then they'll be the manifestation of the beauty of what the Lord has. And it's interesting in that place, and I'm closing with this. He opens up the scroll and it falls on one place. Isaiah chapter 61. <laughs> what are the chances? And this is the last connection, connection to the Father's triumph, to his accomplishment. And Jesus begins to speak, and he says, out of Isaiah 61, he says, not only has he conquered all your enemies, people of God, but now everything and anything is possible. Do you want it? Just ask for it. And he gives some practical examples like, ask for this, ask for beauty where there's been ashes. 
Ask for joy and festive praise where there's been heaviness and despair. And then he says something crazy. He says, out of the word, he says, in your righteousness, not that we've produced on our own, let me qualify that, but we do carry now. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. He says you'll be like oaks of the Lord, the planting of his glory in the earth. Come on, Holy Spirit, just close your eyes. Holy Spirit, would you just show us that that's real over every single heart in this room right now? You're coming out of where you've been into something new because of what Christ has done. And as you do, he will plant you by streams of his living water. And you will grow and you will prosper in that place. And you will be strengthened, not in your own might, but in the might of the Lord. Everybody look up here with me for just a second as we close this out. And you know what he says next? He says, you're going to rebuild the ruined cities that have been laid desolate for many generations. Well, I thought we're getting raptured up and out of here one day, but not until cities are rebuilt. He's looking for the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And we haven't seen that yet. And I'm not talking about intellectual knowledge. It's experiential reality where, man, God's glory, his doxa, his honor of all people that, he's, that we have found favor with him, and, and that begins to heal sickness and disease and break off despair and bring people out of hopelessness and into something far greater that he has in his heart for every single one created in his image. That's when we're going to begin to see stuff start to break loose on the earth. Come on. Could we just sing something just for, just for a minute and let's just sit now. The word of God has been preached and let's just let the fruit of that seed planted in our heart just kind of take a little bit of a root here for just a second. Tabo, would you just lead us just for a second here as we are making Let's just sit, just and say that to Jesus. Where else we go, Lord? 
just sit for just a minute? We're singing that to the Lord, but what if God was singing that to us? What if he was singing over our hearts and just say, I just want to be where you are. And I just want to be near your heart. actually is impossible because there's no distance or delay in this new covenant. There's accessibility by faith to Jesus who is closer than your breath. Maybe you felt alone in the pain. Maybe you felt alone in whatever sickness, disease has been trying to hurt your body, hurt your heart. Maybe you're even in the room today and you're struggling with one of these ailments and you have no faith. And maybe you feel condemned by that. Well, you know, Kevin last night said he had no faith when God healed him of ALS. In fact, he was wanting to leave the meeting and it was only because his wife was like, no, I'm, I can't do it. I can't, I can't leave. We gotta stay here. It was the faith of his, his, his best friend that, that kept him in that room. So just let all of the shackles, all of the condemnation, all of the whatever just fade away and be swallowed up in the love of God. And just receive. Just receive. What we're gonna do is we're gonna make some space as these guys continue to sing. You know, if you have, just need to just be before the Lord or you need some prayer, we'll just come and we'll put our hand on your shoulder and. I'm going to ask you to, to, to take a step and just come and move and just be here at the front for a little bit as we, as we conclude our time and go. And the rest of you are free to be dismissed. If you could just dismiss quietly. But I believe there's a moment here right now the Holy Spirit wants to do something in some lives in this room. If you're watching over live stream, just close your eyes, get on your knees, get with Jesus and say, God, come in right here into my house, into my car into my living room, into wherever you may be right now, around the world, around the nation, Lord. Holy Spirit, begin to visit people. Begin to release healing. Begin to release your power. Begin to release your love over every heart. In Jesus' name, come on, pray with me. God, begin to release something even over this region, all around this neighborhood. God, in this city, we ask you to believe for, with expectant hearts for things beyond what we can ask or even imagine, Lord. Come and have your way. Come and do what you want to do, Lord. We open up the gates of this city to your goodness, God. We open up and invite you to come in to make straight a highway, God, of the Lord, where people can find their way home. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Come on, we invite you. Come on now. We're going to just spend a few minutes just, just praying over some people, just whatever may go be going on in your life. Come on, come on down and let's do this. Jesus, come on, God. Have your way. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Jesus.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.